Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive Infertility Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Quillett. I own Tennessee Reproductive Therapy, and it is my pride and joy to do so. I am excited to be in this space with you again today. I hope you liked it. Uh, got some, some fruit last week from my podcast with Tara Bradner talking about all things endometriosis. If that is your fight in life currently. I hope that you were able to find some resources, support, or just some validation that what you're going through is real and what you're going through is hard. I remember my own journey of infertility and endometriosis, uh, along with other diagnosis, diagnoses, just feeling like I want somebody to say, you're right, this is hard. And if endometriosis is what you've got going on, I hope that you really heard the heart behind that podcast that endometriosis is really hard. And along with other diagnoses that one might experience with infertility, but the pain and the loneliness and just the anxiety of when this is going to come up, how heavy is my flow going to be, whatever. It is just, it's just a lot. So if you haven't yet implement some of the stuff that we talked about, get the support, find the resources, get the right doctors in your corner so that you can find some quality of life. Today I want us, I'm flying solo, not going to introduce you to anybody, but I have just had so many people sit on my couch recently. And I remember this fight also from my own journey, just talking about the pain of a month. And what do I mean by that? I think every day matters so much with infertility, every day, every hour, every symptom, but then you get broader and it's every week and every month. And there's so much expectation and anxiety and just really polarizing, but strong emotion um, that goes into our monthly cycle. And so if you are at a place that you can, um, if not, make yourself a little note on Siri or Google or some something. Um, we have two free resources on, well, we have more than that, uh, free resources on our Tennessee Reproductive Therapy website. If you go over to um, the toggle that says, I'm going to find it right now, resources, and go down to free resources. They're PDFs. You don't even have to give us your email address, but you can just pull them up. Um, and if you could scroll all the way down to the bottom, there's two, one called your monthly cycle and one called your mental, mental health in your monthly cycle. And these are free resources for you to download, print out. One is long. It, it has at least 31 pages because it goes through, it has a page for every day of your monthly cycle. And just talking about interventions, pieces from a book that I've written, um, what to look for in terms of mental health diagnosis, et cetera. That's in there. But we have another one too, which I want us to just kind of talk about a little bit more today, navigating your monthly cycle. There is this, I mean, you've probably heard, if not experienced or said out loud, that a month of infertility is like a roller coaster, right? It is so much like a roller coaster because we have the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And so there's a chart in here. I would really love for you to print this out this week and maybe start to go through one of these. But here are what I'm going to do. I mean, you might think of infertility as like, I peed on the stick. I ovulate. I have a two-week wait period. I'm going to chop these into um, five sections of our monthly cycle. 
The first one is obviously like peeing on the stick or menses. When our menstrual cycle comes, we experience sadness, defeat, anger, maybe jealousy, maybe depression if we go into it. If there had been any amount of optimism whatsoever that you experienced during your two-week wait or even during ovulation, maybe you did timed intercourse with your RE, maybe Clomid, Letrozole, something, progesterone to help you maybe sustain a pregnancy if you are to get pregnancy or pregnant, anything that you might have been done, it all boosters a little bit of hope and optimism that this might be your month. And if day one of your cycle comes and you are in fact not pregnant, any optimism that you might have had comes absolutely crashing down. And knowing that, you know, the, the weight of that month and everything that went into it, you have to start all over. It is day one, day 14, when you get to have sex again, I mean, you can have sex before that, but you know what I mean? When you actually get to try all the way to day 28 or however long your cycle is, you have to wait that long even to get into the position of being able to test again. And in the world outside of infertility, a month is just a month, like 28, 30, 31 days, not a big deal. A month in the middle of like infertility years, that is an excruciating amount of time. The next section that I like to call our first wait. We are getting over our our period. We're starting to regroup ourselves. We're through our monthly cycle. Aunt Flo is not going to visit for another month. We might start to feel a little bit of rejuvenation. We start to feel like ourselves a little bit. And maybe we're back to the doctor. We have new protocol, new hope, optimism. Maybe this is your first month trying after a laparoscopy, hysteroscopy, something where you're feeling like, okay, we have a new protocol. Maybe I started acupuncture. I got this. This is going to be our month. And so we're hopeful. We start to think, you know what? Ovulation is just around the corner. We are going to be intentional. This is going to be our month. And then we get into ovulation and it's the apathetic calculated intimacy, right? Where you think I have to here, get to, get to here, have to climb into bed with my partner. And we're going to try again. For those of you who are still at the, we get to have sex to try and conceive. This might be the time when you're going in for an egg retrieval or timed intercourse, maybe your IUI where you and your partner get to walk into your REI clinic and you walk into different rooms, you to receive um, sperm, but him to go make his deposit, which is just so wild to be able to do. I love several people conceived by IUI. And so I'm really thankful for the process. But when you think about it, there is no romance associated with it. And when we think when we're really young, even newlyweds, like, yay, one day we're going to conceive. We, right. Nobody thinks we're going to do it in two separate rooms in an REI clinic. That's just not, it's not hot. Am I right? And so whatever it is for you during this section of the month, optimism starts to creep in here. You think, okay, well, we did it. I was able to test my OPK, the ovulation predictor kit. It said that I'm pregnant. 
I'm probably going to get pregnant. I hope I'm going to get pregnant. At least we had sex during this window. So I'm probably going to get at least a little bit of hope if that's all I conceived this month was hope. Then we have the dreaded two-week wait. Dun, dun, dun. For anybody living in this dreaded time of the month, the deed has been done. He's made his deposit, whether it's him, a sperm donor, whatever that might be. And you are at a dreaded state, heightened state of anxiety. It becomes a sacred dance of hope and fear. You're hypervigilant and you almost have, I I think of being in session years ago when I was in the middle of my two week wait, like crossing my arms and like trying to push into my boobs, feeling like, do they hurt yet? Do they hurt yet? Am I pregnant yet? Unfortunately, symptoms of being on progesterone or symptoms of being in the two week wait early pregnancy, or am I starting my period again? They're all the same. And so we're getting into this heightened hypervigilant state of, am I, am I pregnant again? If you've been doing this for a long time, that can feel traumatic. I know some people, and maybe you're one of them that feels like, you know what? I've peed on 35 sticks. I can't even pee on another one or think about it. My period just has to come. The two-week wait has become so anxiety-ridden. I become depressed. I can't interact with the world. I I just need to get to the end of this. The two-week wait is awful, okay? And then comes the waiting game. To test or not to test. If I were to line up 10 of you and say, do you test before your miss period? 10 of you would have a different response, And that response may vary month after month. Maybe you've gotten to the point, like my last illustration of I can't even test anymore, or maybe you go and get the most highly sensitive HSG pregnancy test out there because you need to know as soon as HSG could be detected in your urine. Wherever you fall in that spectrum, you are okay. This is such an individualized journey that you get to do whatever you feel like works best for you. The whole idea of this podcast is how do we thrive? Okay. Let me just talk about from a licensed marriage and family therapy perspective. This journey is hard. If you were to download this, which I hope that you do, you're going to see a bell curve. Um, chart on the last page of it broken down into these five sections. Maybe you've heard me talk about this on another podcast, or maybe you already have it, but in this bell curve, kind of looking like, um, a roller coaster, it asks you and your partner. And I hope that you both do this to fill this out. And the question is, and I'm going to get into why it's important for your partner to fill this out also, but the questions are in Each of the five sections, they're all the same. And the question is, what do I need? How do I feel? What boundaries do I need? And who can support me? You as the woman might feel like, you know what? During my period, what do I need? I need wine. I need a vacation. I need to plan something I look forward to. How am I feeling? I'm feeling miserable and I want to punch something. If your partner fills this out also, he or she might say, you know what? If you're needing to punch something, 
I am feeling like I need you to talk to me. I'm feeling like I need you to be a little bit more overt with your communication. I need some space also. You guys might feel like, what boundaries do we need? We can't go anywhere during this time because we're so triggered. We're so angry. Going to a baby shower during this time might just feel too blasted hard. So we're staying home. Maybe during ovulation, I can go to a baby shower because I'm feeling like, you know what? Maybe this is my month and nine months from now, eight months from now, this is going to be my shower. But for right now, during my menses, I can't do that. So the question is for all five sections, what do I need? How do I feel? What boundaries do I need? And who can support me? Have an honest conversation between partners as you fill this out using iMessages. I feel I need not you do. You get so bitchy when you're on your period. I just can't handle to be around you. Listen, if you want to throat punch, save that. If you really want to be constructive in your marriage, how do I improve my marriage? How do we improve our communication so that we're better after infertility? Remember that thrive word than we were at the beginning. Let's really sit down and have a really transparent, vulnerable conversation about how do we help the other person thrive in the middle of this. So let's talk about also some tangible ways that you can thrive during Uh, your uh, menstrual cycle. And here's also where the other chart that I was referring to before comes in handy, the mental health in your uh, in your monthly cycle, it says day one, and that's supposed to be day one of your monthly cycle, not January 1st or July 1st, but actually day one of your cycle in this guide is a mood chart. It's never for diagnostic purposes. If you have questions about it, let me know. Kathy at Tennessee Reproductive Therapy.com. What I use it for is to see trends. What typically happens to your mood when you're starting your period? What typically happens to your mood when you're ovulating? Are you anger? Are you irritable? Is anything else contributing to these painful and excruciating parts of the month? Print that out. It's a great guide. Here's another reason to do it. If you were to ever need psychotropic medication, so think something that a psychiatrist is going to diagnose, prescribe, they're going to say, keep track about, keep track of this for a little bit of time. And you can take this in and say, look, I have, here's what's going on. You can also take it to your OBGYN. Here's what's going on in my monthly cycle. Here's when I'm more irritable. Here's when I'm feeling anxious. Here's when my mood is up and here's when my mood is down. Here's how sleep contributes to it. Here's how body movement or alcohol or my birth control pills or whatever contribute to it. And here's the reasons why I'm actually here. And so that is really good to be used in conjunction with the cycle that, uh, or this guide that we're talking about here, your mental health and your monthly cycle. When we talk about 
thriving in the middle of our monthly cycle. And I know a lot of people say to me, Kath, that really feels weird. I am in the middle. What you also talk about in other podcasts are different sessions as a reproductive trauma. This is hard. I don't like my life. This is the last place in my life I want to be. I've tried to avoid and minimize my period forever. I tried to get it away with birth control for a really long time. And now I'm struggling and I have all these diagnoses as a result from it. And now you're telling me to thrive those words can contradict each other anymore. And I feel like you're asking me to do something that I cannot do. It feels like too much. Here's what I mean. And listen, doctors, other uh, mental health profession professionals are like, Kath, tell me what you think about this word thrive. And here's what I mean. Thrive doesn't mean we're minimizing it. Thriving doesn't mean that we're looking away from the hard. Thrive means on the daily basis is I also choose to live my life. Thriving doesn't mean I'm canceling all my plans. Thrive means I might say yes to the concert. Thriving says, you know what? I don't know where I'm going to be in treatment, but sure, I'd like to go on that girls weekend. Can I get back to you on that? Thriving means you get to smile. Thriving means I'm choosing to show up and participate in my life. Never in that is thriving mean I'm minimizing, I'm saying no to myself, I'm putting myself on the back burner for false masked joy. Okay. So, what does thriving mean? As I look back at my own journey, thriving meant to me not sitting on my couch in isolation. It might have meant solely getting out throughout the month. And, and I was not good at this. Okay. So don't think I'm like the gold standard of how to do this, but it meant I might go for a walk with a friend. That is my best that day. That's not my best outside of infertility. That's not my best outside of a chronic, uh, illness, but that is my best during infertility. I showed up at a shower recently. Maybe I've said this before and, uh, the gift everybody had, like, you know, we live in the South. So everybody wraps things really extravagantly and buys really over the top things. I showed up with a gift card and a card that was like a postcard. It was like, not even like a two-sided card, but it was just like one-sided congratulations. That was my best. I thrived that day because I showed up as my best self. And that was my best. What is your best through the month when you're in, on your period? Is it eating something better than what you want to eat? Is it calling and saying, I need support? Is it calling your therapist and saying, I'm not well? Is it having your husband bring home food so you don't have to cook it? What in that season is your best? It lowers the bar. But if you can take a step above the functioning where you feel like you are just surviving rather than thriving. What is that? What about that first wait when you're waiting to ovulate, but you've already gone through the gauntlet of your menstrual cycle. You might feel like thriving then is I'm going to go for a hike this weekend. Maybe it's brunching with your girlfriends and going and getting a mimosa. That sounds really good to me right now. Maybe it's I don't know, doing an overnight staycation somewhere else. Maybe it's planning a vacation. How can you thrive during those couple days? Again, thriving is not saying that this isn't hard. 
What about when you're ovulating? Can thriving be, I'm going to buy a new piece of lingerie? Can it be, you know what, we're going to actually talk about sex during this time instead of like the apathetic clinical sex, we're actually going to make an attempt and light a candle. Maybe that is your best. It's not the days of newlywed, you know, we're so hot and heavy for each other back in your sexual prime, but maybe you're taking a step in the direction of we're working on it. What about the two-week wait when anxiety is so high? What distraction mechanism? I don't, I'm not saying you're not facing the hard, but what distraction mechanism do you need to build into that? You are going to be hypervigilant. Those two weeks are going to feel like two months. What do you need to go to a spin class? Do you need to go out with the girls here spring? I'm thinking, you know, there's a vineyard. Do you need to go out to, um, wine tasting? Do you need to go camping? What is it during that time where you can say being gentle on my body, but I'm also doing things that make me come alive, but I'm also facing forward in my life and not just sitting put. What about taking the test, waiting for your period? How can you do that in a way? And you're like, I have to pee on a piece of plastic first thing in the morning when I haven't even brushed my teeth. I'm, I haven't even had my coffee. This is disgusting. Okay. What are you going to plan for later in the day? Go get yourself your favorite beverage at Starbucks or your local coffee shop. I like local roasteries. Um, but are you going to do something for yourself there? All I'm saying is, and you know this for yourself too, what are the moments that make you like happy clap? Like, That for me, when I do that means I'm coming alive a little bit. I feel really grounded in myself, even if it's momentary. What are the moments in your month that you can plan to make that happen? That you're giving yourself a healthy mental health break from all of the hard. Where is that? What is that for you? What can you do? Your monthly cycle is going to keep going. Infertility is going to continue being hard trying to conceive with some kind of diagnosis, trying to conceive after a miscarriage or pregnancy loss, the days are excruciating. All I want, and I say this all the time, I want my life, my podcast, my practice to be a permission slip for you not to forget yourself in the middle of infertility. That's it. I want you to be able to find yourself, love yourself, live your life so that at the end of all of this, my my hindsight to infertility was I stopped living. I don't want you to do the same thing. If you can say, I'm going to give my per- myself permission to smile, to move my body, to have a glass of wine, to have a deep belly laugh without feeling guilty, to go on on my date on a date with my partner where infertility is off the table. Now that we're going to talk about it is completely off the table. So you guys can date and have fun and go bowling and high five each other, smack each other on the hiney as foreplay to something that's not ovulatory sex later, or if it is ovulatory sex, maybe it's intentionally not, not clinical. What can you do this month? Use these guides, free resources, tennesseereproductivetherapy.com to get you out of the mundane of trying all the time, the hard, the anxiety provoking that is this my month yet long-term I've been doing this for a long time. When is it ever going to be my turn? Might not be your turn this month, but how can you live in a way that you can look back on the month and say that was fun?
where you can look back on the year and say, that was my best year of infertility yet. Hopefully don't you don't accumulate years of infertility, but if you do, I hope that at the end of this year, you can say, I lived well, I thrived. That's my hope for you. Go download these. Again, I'm not going to track you. You don't have to put in your email address, but if you want to work with us, if you want to find us, uh, fill out a contact form and we will start the journey with you towards doing infertility and helping you thrive and prepare for pregnancy and postpartum because that's the goal. All right, friend, have a great week. Go out and thrive. Bye.